Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. As Nike trainers, international retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, we help people from all different backgrounds push towards their potential, get healthy, and change the world. This podcast is about teaching others to actively pursue their entrepreneurial dreams, similar to how we pursued ours, and how to get and stay healthy doing it. We didn't start our careers in training and wellness. Jason worked in public accounting, and I, Brett, worked in corporate retail until starting our dream experiential wellness business, Live Better. What started as an idea for a protein bar led us down a path to build what Live Better is now, which performs everything from personal training and corporate wellness to international wellness retreats and yoga and meditation for kids. We are here to encourage you to follow your dreams while holding you accountable. It's not easy, it's not always simple, but it is possible. Let's make today the best day ever. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. Today on, we have Wyatt Ewing, founder of Ice Barrel. Wyatt, what is going on, my friend? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Uh, everything's going great. We are uh, just about to go up and get our own sauna session in, but we are <laughs> missing some cold therapy. Can you talk just like a little bit briefly about what Ice Barrel is, and then uh, we'll get into all the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ice Barrel is a cold therapy tool that offers an easy and convenient way to add daily ice baths to your routine. Uh, it has a very lightweight design, a uh, lot of unique features. It's portable, it's compact, it's extremely durable, uh, easy to get in and out of. It's designed vertical so you can keep your body in the upright position, which allows you to relax, focus, keep your spine straight, makes breath work easier, concentration better. So when people are thinking about like taking an ice bath or cold therapy traditionally, we oftentimes think of getting into a little bit more of a horizontal tub. But the first time I actually ever saw an ice barrel itself, it is legitimately looks like a giant, it is a giant barrel. Um, where did that come from? Like, how did you get the idea to kind of tip it upright? Um, and how did your journey kind of to, to starting the, the company of ice barrel actually start? Yeah. So I'll start with the the origin of the company and we can go into the product design and how I ended up uh, with that specific shape. Um, <clears throat> I found myself a number of years back, uh, just super burnt out um, with work, with life. Uh, I was burning the candle at both ends, very overwhelmed with work. I was in the corporate aviation career and I just needed to hit the reset button on life. Um, and I went to this gym. This guy told me like, I didn't look very well. I thought it was a really weird way to introduce yourself. And, uh, he encouraged me to try some breath exercises and go home and take a cold shower. So I reluctantly did that. And it immediately just like started changing things in my physiology and mentally, like my mood improved drastically. Um, the struggle with anxiety and depression over time, like subside, subs subsided substantially. And it was quantifiable and it lasted like longer than anything else. So from that standpoint, I was already hooked. Um, cold showers couldn't get cold enough. Uh, I didn't like the experience. You know, I didn't like the family bathtub. 
I didn't like the stock tank. You know, your knees are sticking out. It's uncomfortable on your neck. It's like, you're trying to, you're trying to focus, you're trying to breathe properly and you're trying to just allow the cold to affect the body. But there's all these uncomfortable features, um, just in the receptacle that I was using. Um, so I wanted something that could be its own place to practice something where I could sit upright and I could breathe just like as if I was sitting down, you know, and breathing and relaxing. Um, so I was like, I got to do this upright. I can't like sit in the family bathtub, like, you know, up to my waist. <laughs> I can't sit in a stock tank up to my chest. Um, and I also wanted, I wanted pressure on the body. And so when you're in a horizontal receptacle, you know, you're just right below the surface. Well, I wanted something where I could submerge my body and get the hydrostatic pressure of the water on my body. So it's like a giant ice pack. It's not just topical, it's pressing in on you. So it's a much deeper recovery. Uh, especially with the ice barrel, it's 80, 80 gallons when you're in it and you've displaced it, it will hold up to 105 gallons. But once you put the body in, it's right about 80 pounds of water or uh, 80 gallons of water pressing on your body. Um, so it's very therapeutic. So that was the motivation to get it upright. What was, what were some of those like first protocols that you were using post gym? I agree. That's a, there's a strong lead in from buddy who was telling you, you looked unwell, but I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. I guess an effective strategy. We, we try not to lead with that with our clients. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you went home and you were, you know, th those first kind of iterations, I think this is always the big sticking point for people is like, oh, I'm just terrified of being cold. Even the thought of like turning the shower cold for 10 seconds is unpalatable. What were some of those early protocols that kind of got you into it to really make it feel like an effective practice? Yeah, it's a great question. So I was in a little bit of a unique state where just from the stresses of life, I was in a, a desperate state of being and I really wanted to throw myself into something that I could physically feel. Uh, so the cold became that from like a recovery standpoint and like those protocols. Um, one thing that really helped early on was just contrast therapy, going really cold and going really hot. Yeah, that's a great way to lead into this. Uh, after regular ice baths though, though your body does build up a tolerance to it and getting in, uh, becomes a lot easier. But when you get into like the benefits of what the cold water is doing to the body, that's a huge motivation for people to get in and kind of overcome that fear of the cold in the first place. So I think there's kind of a lack of education of what the cold does. You know, the short term benefits of cold therapy is obviously like pain relief and post exercise recovery. Um, you will immediately notice a boost in your energy and in your mood, uh, consistent and regular cold therapy sessions can definitely help lower stress and anxiety and even improve, uh, symptoms of depression and cognitive decline over time. So when you start stacking all these benefits, it's quantifiable, it's sustainable, you notice it, you feel it, it, it becomes a unique practice and modality for healing that, uh, people just really enjoy. Yeah, I think one of the big interesting things for me and like finding my way to that is like first I sort of started to realize that water in any form was very healing and the way that we think about relaxing is normally with hot water. Think about a hot bath, a hot shower to kind of calm down, but you can get both the energizing effect from cold water, but also this decrease in like depression and anxiety. And that I think has been a very interesting, especially on the contrast side, has been like a very interesting long-term benefit for me is whenever I thought about exposure to cold, other than just living in Chicago and feeling like the wind on your face from October to 
like April. The <laughs> being enveloped in cold water though over time is such an insane mood boost. And for me, it was always, well, how do I create great environmental factors sort of like at home in a more convenient way? Because I think about, we have the lake right here, which sometimes is a little bit dangerous actually to jump in in the wintertime. But that feeling of getting out of like a cold lake is just, you can't produce that any other way than being in ice cold water. And it's really hard then to create any type of contrast therapy because if I run out to the lake, my ass is right. just freezing and there's nowhere to get warm. You don't yeah. have this kind of back and forth between a sauna or even a hot shower. And so that the, this tub, which is also extremely portable, right? Because it stands up was such a major shift for me on, okay, we can bring these healing elements of nature, specifically cold therapy into your house or at least in such, such close proximity that you could kind of bring that healing power of water, specifically cold water, like into your home, I think has been such an awesome shift. Yeah, absolutely. Even the way that you enter into the barrel, right? It's almost just like you're going into a cold lake. You, you're dipping down into it. You start over top of the barrel and you slowly start submerging yourself down. It's uh, it, it definitely replicates jumping into a cold lake or getting into a cold river, which is the best way, you know, it's so much fun out in nature. So yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Um, one thing that is also super unique about uh, ice barrel is how you drain it. Um, right. If you live in an apartment complex, which a lot of our customers do, they can't just like dump out 80 gallons of water down on their neighbor, <laughs> you know? Uh, so the drain connects to a standard garden hose. So you can drain it back into the bathtub, the sink, or you, you can hang it out over the balcony to get it into the rocks or wherever. So it drains really easy as well. Uh, the water stays good anywhere from three to four weeks with our water stabilizer. You can get two to three months out of it. So you don't have to drain the water with each use. What is the uh, difference and or benefit cost analysis versus cryotherapy and getting in an ice bath? I've done a lot of cryo as well. Um, and we just love to kind of learn the difference between the two. Yeah. You know, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, so it's really, it's like running on a treadmill inside would be like cryotherapy and running on a trail outside is like an ice bath. It's very, uh, it's a completely different experience where one of them just engages the body cryotherapy, where the other one is engaging this mental aspect of I'm submerging in cold ice, cold water. There is a, there is like a fear, a fight or flight response that initiates in the body. That's very different than cryo. Um, cryo is also a very topical um, application. Whereas again, with ice barrel, it, you get that hydrostatic pressure where it's a deeper recovery, uh, into the body, into the muscles than just something topical for, you know, 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, totally. I think it's interesting to see both because I, when I first started to do any sort of cold therapy, like for me, a cold shower still is like so hard for me to get in. Like, yeah. I can do it for like 20 seconds and then I just like bitch out and I'm like, damn it. But I can do the ice bath. I like, I like getting in that. I like, I like that feeling. I also like the, the cryo. Um, so talk us through just like the progression of you really like starting the business. Um, we have a lot yeah. of people listening that are entrepreneurs and or want to begin something. And you mentioned that you had a corporate style job and I'm sure that was like engaging and you had a lot of things going for you. What was the transition just like for you 
to really say, like, I'm going to start a company and then actually going out and doing it. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting, right? So back when I was in cold therapy, it was not very well known other than, right, you know, football players taking ice baths. That was about the extent of people's knowledge in regard to, um, they'll just call them ice baths. They didn't even understand the word cold therapy. So um, way back then, people thought it was very weird what I was doing. And um, I, so yeah, I was selling airplanes, uh, corporate airplanes uh, for clients all over the world. Um, it was a very high stress job. And I ended up just um, getting to a place where I, like I said, I had to do a reset. So I just like, cut out that corporate career. I just quit. I walked away from it. And I started in this like practice with cold therapy and it was just changing my life. Like I can't explain to you how different my mood and my attitude was for years. Take some cold showers, ice baths. And then the back end of it, my wife would even say, you're a completely different person. And I felt like a different person as well. Um, I was so calm and like peaceful <laughs> after I started in cold therapy and I could handle stressful situations so much better. Um, I was just wanted to share that experience with everybody. So I got the first like version of, of the barrel for myself specifically. And I'm like, man, I just want to share this with everybody. And I would take it to all these different gyms and fitness centers and races and CrossFit events anywhere within like a 75 mile radius. I was just dragging this thing with me and people did not catch on right away. But then the people that did get in the ice barrel and then they came out and they started seeing how they felt or they would tell me, you know, I've been taking different pain pills or, you know, I'm about to get surgery. And this like completely changed their um, mindset around healing and recovery. It was like, I just knew I had something there. And I just started like slowly building this thing into a business, having no idea that it would turn into what it is today. And nobody around me other than my wife was like, this is going to work. Everyone thought I was weird guy sitting in the backyard, you know, in an ice barrel. Um, <laughs> so it was pretty wild, but then it just started to grow legs. And as people learn more about cold therapy, they saw that we were the solution. Um, especially if they were living in apartment complexes and they didn't have bathtubs or they couldn't put some, you know, large stock tank out on their backyard. They needed something that was suitable for them and their needs. So it just started growing and, uh, I just continued to press on it. And, uh, yeah, here we are today. When you talk to somebody and share that story, um, and somebody has that, that burning kind of desire that you have and, or that experience of like, I just got to get the fuck out of this job. Like, this is not for me. What are some of the things like the, the practices? I mean, obviously the cold therapy was a, was a driving yeah. force for you to get out of it. I mean, what a great tool to give people to say, Hey, you don't want to do what you want to do anymore. Like wake up and dunk your ass in a cold water tank. Um, but what were some of the practices outside of the cold therapy, whether it was journaling, meditation, uh, intention workouts that kind of like bridged that gap for you um, from when you quit until when Ice Barrel like actually took off to like support your like monthly expenses. Yeah. Um, so that transition point from where I quit to when I, you know, Ice Barrel started supporting my family it was a very, very hard time in life. Um, one thing though, when you, when you cut your ties around you um, and your safety nets, your brain opens up in a different way. And that was one thing that I was, when I look back on it, I was really thankful for, even though it was hard, it's those challenging times that produce like extraordinary growth. 
Um, I, in order to just like keep my sanity while I was doing that, other than cold therapy, things that have helped me tremendously, uh, was meditation. Um, you know, everyone is in a different stage of life and they have a, you know, a different amount of time in the day that they can allocate towards meditation or different practices. Uh, for me, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I would actually meditate a minimum of 45 minutes to two hours every day, just sitting and just observing, just meditating, quieting my mind. Um, I'm also a really big fan of uh, mouth tape when I sleep, uh, which has trained me just to be a nose breather. So when I'm not talking or eating or, you know, heavily working out, my mouth is closed. Uh, and that also helps tremendously with just being present and just being, you know, self-aware. So those two things were great. I'm also a really big fan of, you know, watching the sunrise and the sunset whenever I can. And just, again, just getting grounded um, with my day. Uh, but also having the support of a loving and caring wife is like one of the best things you can do when you're starting out uh, on some entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, those are great practices. And I think the support around you is is insane how much you need that. Uh, that's why Jason and I always, always comment to each other like that we were able to do this together is just like a massive boost because you can have somebody to talk to and then having support. Mm-hmm at home. And I think a lot of the other practices that you mentioned too, um, are super valuable and people don't give those enough emphasis, um, spending time within your, within your mind. I'm a huge sunrise sunset guy myself. I think those yeah. like being able to start the way that day and just getting your rhythm in place. Like now what we're seeing too, is there's a lot of what you're seeing with what you're putting out. There's like the science catching up to like, kind of like the ancient practices of, your circadian rhythm getting in order, giving yourself the shock of doing something extreme, whether it's hot, cold, or a hard-ass workout. Uh, and now that people are starting to see like, oh, there's tangible results to this, this can increase my productivity, my mood. Um, like you said, I think one of the biggest things I pull from what you just said is that once you pulled the chute, you realize that how much more expansive you could think as opposed to how narrow you're thinking when everything's boxed in. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's super important, not only for the beginning of it, but then where you are now, like, how can you take this to the next level? Um, and continuing to have those practices in place, I'm sure is just like super beneficial. Absolutely. And you know, those times in life where, you know, you do something scary, and you do something hard, and you might even have like, kind of a bad attitude surrounding it. When you get to the other side of hard, you then wear that same thing as a badge of honor you know? And so just keeping the mindset that I can do hard things, it's okay to do hard things. And I'm going to get to the other side of it. And I'm going to be proud of myself in it. So just allow things to suck, you know, just allow things to be hard and just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just work through them, you know? Cause like, yeah, the greater like the do not sacrifice. Like yeah. yeah, totally. And they just, they don't like that. They don't like, they, they want the, that like really small, easy win. They want to kind of get eased into it. And I think that it's the people that are willing to play in that like little bit dangerous, unknown space. Those are the ones that kind of achieve that growth. So like now that you've gone from corporate aviation into founding Ice Barrel, Ice Barrel starting to grow, see it way more. We have friends that use it. A lot of mutual friends that are <laughs> all over your advertising, um, Eric's a good friend of ours. He's an absolute animal. Yeah, love um, Eric. Yeah. He's the best. Uh, what is that next phase for you in terms of either ice barrel or other kind of tangential things? Like how do you rip the bandaid off again and make sure that you kind of continue to do that? Honestly, if that is your, if that is your wish. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, right now, the focus is uh, our customers love the product and we get so many testimonials of how Ice Barrel is changing lives, whether it be physical pain management, uh, how it's affecting sport performance, things like that. But also one thing that, you know, I relate to closely is how it's affecting people's mental and emotional well-being. Um, we're, we're wanting just to continue to push the knowledge, uh, of cold therapy out to the masses and keep making really effective and useful, accessible cold therapy solutions so that everybody can start getting colder, feeling better and in growing in life. Um, so right now, like that ripping the bandaid off is that commitment to like, Hey, we're going from like the niche that's people that have been practicing cold therapy and are aware of it to taking it to the masses. And that's a big jump. That's a scary jump as well. Um, so that's kind of what we're dedicated to as we're going into 2022, we're doing a lot of different, uh, partnerships where we can just get barrels out into the community and, uh, with different fitness centers, things like that, and just make it really, really accessible. What is like, what is the ideal environment when you think about going into a fitness center or even at home for one of these to pop up? Cause I know you said it has the hose where you can reverse drain it, which I would feel like is an extremely important part of that. Right. So you're not just laying down onto floor seven, it's leaking into somebody else's bathroom. Like what is, what is kind of that like ideal setting for you guys as you grow and how are you kind of thinking about that? Like, is it more targeting kind of big box style gyms? Cause it's always an interesting question for us. We, we operate our own kind of like really small private, um, gym with just us and clients, but we've worked in a bunch of like, you know, different types of fitness environments. And I always find that the people who, bridge the gap between this awesome anecdotal experience, but also the education. That's how it goes from like, oh, this is sitting in a CrossFit gym where those guys and girls will literally try anything to improve their performance. And they're just like innately a little more savage about it. But for the people who are like, you know, I'm, I'll put my pinky toe in and that's about it. Like that bridge to the masses is a very interesting blend of well, I've had a little bit of experience, but I also kind of want to be educated on it. Like, where do you think about pushing that out to and what's kind of worked best for you guys? Yeah. So a um, couple things here in regards just to like environment, the ice barrel is extremely self-contained. So it's not, um, when you fill it up with water, you get it right to the proper line and you can get in and out and you're not making a lot of mess with the water. So it fits in your home environment. It fits obviously easily outside. Um, there's different gyms where they actually have these things in some of the showers or right next to the hot tubs, things like that. Uh, they keep water clean with our water stabilizer, which is an incredible product that cleans balances and conditions the water. So you don't have to use chlorine or different chemicals and, uh, completely non-toxic, uh, and it keeps the water clean for a while as well. So everything about the ice barrel is extremely self-contained bridging that gap to somebody that they, they don't know anything about cold therapy or it's really scary. That really comes down to education. And it's the idea of hormesis, which is short-term stress on the body for long-term relief. If we can give ourselves little short-term bursts of stress, we're going to feel better longer. Um, so it really just comes down to education, which on our website, one thing I'm so proud of our team for is we put together in a centralized location, the science page on icebarrel.com, where you can learn about all the benefits. We also have a published white paper um, 
that just goes into like that really nitty gritty detail of how it affects the vagus nerve and uh, what it does to the parasympathetic nervous system and sympathetic nervous system, things like that. So I think education is huge there. Um, but then also our brand ambassadors, having those advocates, especially in different gyms, to be there as a resource to talk about it, to uh, invite people into the practice with them. When we create community settings where there's that energy of everyone coming around and taking an ice bath together, it builds courage. And that's so important to us to give the everyday person courage to do something challenging for a better end result in their life. Yeah, I find that to be so important around uh, the community aspect for anything, because then people are willing to give it a go. That's why you see like polar plunges and stuff like that. Like people are showing up on the lake and just hucking it in. And it's like, wow, that feels incredible. Um, Can you dive into our more experienced listeners a little bit about the science? Um, So what are some of the more technical short-term benefits. And then you mentioned some things about like long-term cognitive as well. Um, I'm very into that type of thing through supplementation, through breath work, um, through a million different things. But can you dive more into like some of the technical stuff on what is it actually doing to the body? And I like, and like, and so in my addition to that, and Brett and I are kind of focused on the same things, kind of focused on different things. So just selfishly, like if there's a difference between the physical specific healing and then the mental cognitive if the way that you would use it changes like feel free to dot that in because i know some is going to have some carryover benefit those are not mutually exclusive so yeah um so again uh at icebarrel.com we have a blog and we talk about cold therapy effects on x so whether that's fibromyalgia uh dementia um, PTSD, whatever it may be. Uh, there is so much information on our website about how cold therapy affects very specific, uh, different, uh, life challenges, um, to get more into like the, like the science of it. So one thing that you're doing with cold therapy is you are resetting, right? You're, you're resetting the stress response in the body. So somebody pulls out in front of you in traffic, right? That's not stressful. Getting chased by a bear is stressful, but in our Western world, we kind of have certain things kind of screwed up where, you know, somebody gets angry at us and our cortisol levels spike, right? Somebody pulls out in front of us in traffic, our cortisol levels spike, and we're acting out of a fight or flight response. Well, that kind of stress on the body and on the mind long-term isn't healthy, but we've kind of created an environment and a culture where we get stressed out too quickly, too easily. So as we're resetting our default, uh, our default setting, um, it's affecting the vagus nerve, which is a very complex neck, uh, network of long nerves that connect to the brain and the abdominal organs. It's right around like 75% of the parasympathetic nerves uh, are part of the vagus nerve um, stem. And the location, like, of the vagus nerve is very close to the skin up in the neck region. So again, getting into the ice barrel upright, you're able to get the water, the cold water all the way up to the base of your neck and which creates an activation of the nerve, um, which helps tremendously with, uh, like the long-term benefits of that, um, include like a reduction in cortisol levels, uh, reduction in like depression, lowering blood markers, such as like, which is it's, this is like really in the weeds, but HDL, uh, cholesterol, um, 
And also, again, heart rate variability, things like that. You also have vasoconstriction where, right, you're getting in cold water and it's constricting the uh the veins in the body. And then as you get out, they open back up. So it's improving circulation uh, and improving heart rate variability as well. So I don't know how in depth you want me to get on some of this stuff. We could could dive in. All that is in our back pocket of what you're talking about. And I think that's great. When you're using it, um, how do you use it? Are you in it every day? Are you in it twice a day? Are you in it for 15 minutes? Are you dabbling in it? Is it a use case based on how much you're working out, your age, your weight. Um, can you kind of dive into maybe a couple of like different case studies um, or specifics? So if somebody does buy one, they aren't just jumping in it for seven hours in a, in a row. Yeah, absolutely. How you use it is very important. Uh, and very soon at, on our website, um, you'll see all these different protocols with right. if you're doing X, then use the barrel like this. If you're using it for uh, anxiety reduction, yeah this is the protocol. If you're using it for weight management, this is the protocol. So we're having all those protocols added to our website very shortly uh, that we spent a really long time researching and developing. Um, so what I'll mention here is I'll, I'll share my, how I personally practice yeah. cold therapy, and then we can kind of talk about some of the general uses. So I do practice it every day. And anecdotally, I don't know why, but I practice it like between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. in the evening, and it really improves my sleep. It's really strange because I've been doing it for so long that my body starts getting really hot <laughs> as I'm leading up to it. And I'll just start sweating. And it can be uncomfortable when you're like out to dinner with your wife. And I'm like, well, this is the time I take an ice bath. So my body's like starts raising its temperature as I start preparing <laughs> for it. Um, but I get in between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. Right before you eat a Sour Patch Kid. Yeah, exactly. You know that feeling in your mouth right before yep. you eat the Sour Patch Kid. Exactly. Yep. That's what my body does. (laughs) Um, So I'll go in it anywhere between five and 10 minutes. Uh, I really like, again, I've been doing this for years. So I know I can go into an ice barrel and tell you the temperature of it, um, even without seeing a thermometer. But I really like my ice baths between 40 and 43 degrees. And uh, with that being said, like you're getting the health benefits anywhere between 50 and 60 degrees. So you don't have to get really cold. Your body does start building up a tolerance though. That doesn't mean it's less effective. It just means for that mental piece, lowering the temperature uh, can help build different um, mental fortitude and things like that. So um, I'll sit in it for anywhere from five to 10 minutes at 40 to 43 degrees. Uh, And then again, if you're looking to improve muscle recovery, then contrast therapy is awesome. Then getting into either a warm bath or a hot shower or a sauna is amazing. But if you're wanting to bolster your immune system, just letting your body warm up naturally, don't fight the shivering, uh, will help improve your immune response, uh, which is really neat. So it depends on where what, I'm, uh, what I've done for the day and uh, what I need. So if I know that I need a kick in the pants with my immune system, I'll just let my body warm up naturally. And if I need to recover from a hard workout, then I'll go take a hot shower, go sit in a sauna or get in a hot ice barrel. Um, so that's when kind of my personal it, routine. Yeah. When you're in it too, um, I've seen um, articles and, and read about the response, your active response to the cold, whether it's you go in and you fight it, like you squeeze really hard or you go in and try to calm down. What's the difference between those? Like if I go in and I'm like... <laughs> really grinding or I go in and I just try to hit the Zen state. What does that, what, what response does that elicit in the body? And is there one way that's better than the other, or is it just depend on what you're trying to do? So 
what's interesting is the body physically responds the same in the ice generally across the board. Um, so what you're talking about is like the mental response. Um, yeah. when we're out giving ice baths, it's, it's so funny. We'll see, um, these women get in and they're so calm. They're so tough. And then their husbands get, get in and they're like screaming and yelling. So it's a, it, it's totally this like mental response. Um, ideally when I'm coaching somebody through an ice bath, the, the idea is right. We respect the ice, we respect the cold water and we don't try and fight it. Whatever it's going to do to us, we just let it do it to us. So we're just kind of surrendered to the process and, uh, getting in with that state of being completely changes the outcome. You're, you're so much, you have this ability to ease into it and just relax into it. And you get like, you get this response in the body that's so much more favorable than when you get in and you're like panic breathing and you, you don't know what you're doing. But that also comes from like re-educating people to cold because you hear a lot of people, you know, tell their kids, don't go outside without a jacket. You're going to catch a chill. That's just bad programming. That's not true. And so if we can tell people, you know, the cold isn't bad, just like the hot isn't good. They're just two temperatures, right? Let's just leave it at that and then respect what it is. So that way, when we're getting into the cold, we don't have this negative thought that cold's bad because it's not, it's just a temperature. So when we're helping people get into the cold and we're educating them along the process, the ones that understand, and we've done a good job telling them that like, this is safe. You're not going to like die. You're not going to get sick on the back end of this. They respond so much better to the ice water. How does that translate to that exact question of it's 30 degrees outside in Chicago? Should I be going outside without a coat on? Yeah, I, I mean, probably depends on your level of, um, uh, of experience. You know, you see these guys going on these retreats where they're literally climbing mountains in their shorts and it's, yeah. it's below zero in some of those cases. So again, like you need to, you need to be wise and you need to take care of yourself and you should, um, you're, you're going to naturally want to protect yourself against the elements. So again, practicing cold therapy, you're reconditioning the mind. You know, if it's really cold outside, yeah, you should be wise and know your level of comfort. I personally, like when it's cold outside, I, I very rarely wear a jacket. Um, cause that even just being outside that cold exposure is really good for your lungs and for your immune system. Um, but again, you have to use caution, you know, always, we always consult a health professional, yeah. um, things like that. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it really just depends on your level of experience and what you're looking for out of it. You know, if you're consciously aware of what you're doing, that's going to give your mind and body a lot more strength than if you're, you know, just trying, trying something new for the sake of it. Yeah, it is a totally a trained response because when I get yeah. in, I love, so I, I use the, the hooting and hollering to then be able to relax yeah. on the back end. Like if I don't, if I try and stay quiet, I'm just like, fuck, fuck, just sitting there, <laughs> just kind of like gritting yeah. my teeth. And if I just yell and smile, then right after that, I can kind of just chill. Uh, but that yep. initial yell is obviously like quite loud. And it's, <laughs> it's funny, like just even anecdotally growing up, I suffer and still do uh, on occasion from migraines and something that's always helped reduce the level of pain and tolerance of like this pretty much full body pain. Like they're really, really, really bad. And I had multiple a week. I would go into the shower and hang the back of my neck under 
water and jack it as cold as it could yeah. go until I literally my brain felt like it was going to freeze and then jack it as hot as it would go until I basically felt like I was going to get burned just over and over and over. And that pain dilution was not only like mentally helpful to ease, but actually helped solve some of the physical pain. And then when I started to train really hard, doing that for longer cycles of contrast has always been so helpful to me. But one thing that you said that was really interesting on the immune side of things that that always like didn't make sense to me was shouldn't our body be able to do these functions naturally and is going really cold right after a workout or really hot right after a workout sort of interrupting our body's natural response. And I think you said it perfectly is like, well, it just depends on why you're using it. You might want it to do that. That might be the point of that. But on the immune side, I always found it fascinating. And I think that this is kind of like anecdotally to the, should you go outside without a jacket or not, is it is, uh, it is a tolerance thing. It is a, Hey, if you're, if you're able to warm your body up naturally, some of that is facilitated by how focused you are mentally on the task that you're doing is not just blindly walking out in a blizzard in shorts and a t-shirt, but being conscious of like, Hey, maybe I'll just walk one or two blocks with my jacket unzipped and see how this sort of starts to affect me mentally and physically and sort of understand our relationship with that stressor. And that's been the big thing for me with contrast therapy, with cold therapy specifically, because I think it's a little bit more of a shock than heat for most people, at least. We take hot showers probably more often frequently than we take cold showers. But it's that relationship to that stress response that's the most important and learning what our tolerance is, learning how we... Uh, sort of like integrate with stress, how we start to understand how some stress is good and then how we bypass other stress that we might feel is bad, I think is such a great like learning tool in this lab of contrast therapy, but specifically for cold therapy and doing that in a way where we cut the cut the stress off by getting warm right away, or we allow our body to kind of naturally warm up and feel how that's a little bit different. And the natural warming I always feel this sort of like afterburn coolness lasts so much longer. And that feeling of well-being for me lasts like several hours. Yeah, and I think 100%. that's one of the things that's one of the things that we felt with cryo was I didn't feel a lot of physical recovery, but the mental recovery after it sort of started to simulate feeling like I got out of cold water, but it's not quite the same as truly spending some time submerged in cold water because the effect of that lasts like several hours. And I don't Correct. think there's a lot of other kind of healing therapies that we have that elicit the same type of mental and physical response. Like even eating something healthy, we might feel good kind of right after we eat it or get a little bit of energy boost from it. A massage takes away some of our stress kind of physically, but then as soon as we start moving around, you almost sort of like forget that you got it. But that feeling of getting out of cold water lasts like a considerable amount of time. And when we coach people on, hey, this might be a like recovery modality you want to look into, that's always what I lead to is that this is like a very tangible feeling that will stay with you for longer than just, you know, you sit in there for a minute, two minutes, like it's, 
it's short-term stress for a very long-term feeling, as you said, which is yeah. why like something that's kind of built up almost over the course of my life. And now like it's a, it's a real studied <laughs> scientific thing, not just me jack in the water, uh, like hot and cold in the shower anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. I can relate to that because I used to have headaches as well. And I used cold therapy, um, to help combat that and it's extremely effective. So, um, yeah, very interesting. I, you know, cold, a hot water is a fairly new invention over the last hundred years. So we were exposed to cold water a lot more frequently than we are now. So we had, you know, uh, even even a hundred years ago, we had a much better response, stress response uh, than we do today, just because most people take one to two hot showers a day, whereas, you know, you might take, you know, one shower every two to three days and it would be cold, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a new, uh, hot, hot water is fairly new. I don't think people take a lot of time to think about yeah, that. You don't even realize, realize that. Yeah. And, yeah. and refrigeration is sort of the same thing for like cold food. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we just, yeah, we just like the shelf life of everything seems to be like ours is decreasing and our foods is increasing. It's right. like, be kind of a bad, seems to be kind of a bad trend and pattern. But like that is right. really interesting to think about is that some of our modern conveniences are actually robbing us of a lot of very natural, great healing processes. And I think cold water in this like upright ice barrel. Like the first time I ever saw one was actually, I was visiting Eric in Denver and he's got one sitting right outside his spot. And I looked at it and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. You have like a whiskey barrel sitting there. And then I looked at it again and I'm like, Oh, that's filled with ice. water. I'm like, that's exactly what you would put in it. And he's like, no, no, no. That's what it's for. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't realize that. Very uh, cool. yeah, so one of the things we love to ask everybody is our motto at Live Better is to have the best day ever every single day um, and to really own that through your choices, right? So like you mentioned, you get cut off in traffic. What's your response to that? How are you going to make that not something that brings your day down, but something that you can get over quickly? So why, if you could wake up tomorrow, do anything you want in the entire world, be anywhere, be with anybody, what does your best day ever look like? Yeah. Uh, I love that question. That's so unique. Um, yeah, my best day. Um, I, I am like a fanatic, uh, snorkeler, free diver. Uh, so being in the cold ocean, it doesn't have to be warm or hot. It can be really cold and, uh, free diving or snorkeling, uh, with the family is, is my best day. Where, where's your spot? If you could be in one specific location. Uh, Probably anywhere in, Ohio, in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, I love the oceans out there. It's incredible. They're cold. They're beautiful. They're clear. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Where can people find out more about Ice Barrel? Obviously, you got the website. Sounds like it's cooking with great information. Uh, where can people find out more about it and uh, get get their uh, get their feet wet, for lack of a better term? Yeah. So. Uh, icebarrel.com has all the information you need. Uh, it's really, really easy to buy a barrel and get it delivered to your house. Uh, it takes very little work. Um, just like, you know, buying anything, we've made it just really streamlined and optimized. So, um, check out information at icebarrel.com. If you want to see a bunch of, uh, really cool people taking ice baths, go over to our Instagram page at icebarrel and you can kind of see the, the community and how we do things. Um, so those two places are great. And then we also have a lot of how to information on YouTube as well. Again, at icebarrel. Awesome. Wonderful. Great. Wyatt. Thanks so much for, uh, 
for spending some time with us today. We're super proud of what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. And most importantly, why you're doing, it. I think your story of getting out of a lot of tough times and, and being able to make something out of this is it's super inspirational to hear. And, um, the way in which you're progressing it is awesome. And, uh, We'll have to jump in some cold water yeah. together, together sometimes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, brother. Best day ever, brother. Thanks.